This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This is Pax What She Said. Now, here's Perry Goldstein and Maggie Loney. Welcome in to Pax What She Said Live. It is our recap episode of... A very disappointing Packers loss to the Giants in London, 27-22. Maggie and I will do our best to kind of break it down for us all and maybe in true Packs What She Said fashion leave this episode with some hope. Um, I think we can get there. But before we get started, Mag, how you doing? It's been over 24 hours now. The loss has sunk in. Like, How are you feeling after watching that game? I think to me, like I was so hyped to have a morning game and then have the whole noon slate and the three o'clock slate for red zone that I was like riding the high. And for the first half, I was like, this is going to be like the best day. Like the Packers are going to just, you know, handle their business. And then we get to still watch like seven more hours of football. And then we get the night game. And then that didn't happen. So then I ended up just being angry the whole time that I watched red zone. Um, But yeah, I mean, going back now and, and having some time to kind of to think about it more thoroughly, I I guess I feel a, a little bit better, which is weird to say. But how how did you how did you respond? Um, I'm like very infuriated by this team right now because Fair. I see all the potential that's there. Like there was a lot of talk going into the offseason, like are they going to be good? Like what's this offense going to look like? Like they're not going to be as good without Devontae and like. I don't think that that's true. I think there's a ton of potential here. I think they have like a plethora of offensive weapons um, and they can, I don't know. They just have to, they haven't found the formula yet, I guess. But what is frustrating me more than the offense, because like I expected this from the offense. Right. Two, there's, there's a few things. One is 12 isn't playing well. And so, like, that to me is, like, one of the biggest things because he's not making throws he normally makes and he's not making decisions that I think are, like, positive for this offense, where this offense is now. Like, I think he's playing as if he – this offense is where he wants it to be, not, like, where it is now. And, two, like, this defense – oh, good, my cat's throwing up on my throat right now. (laughs) That's so symbolic. Um (laughs) Cool. Fred is over it. Also, uh, not happy head. with three and two. Uh, not happy at all. The other piece is just is the defense, right? Like this defense is not playing up to the caliber of defensive weapons that they have on that side of the ball. Like there are so many first round picks. There's so many resources that have been poured into this defense. They have all of the tools. They're so athletic. They're so gifted, and they're just not putting it together and that was like probably the most frustrating thing for me and I know like we can't ride on the Packers defense to win games but I actually think I don't want to say they lost this game because the blame is spread around to everybody but they didn't help (laughs) they didn't help at all yeah I'm kind of sick of uh 
you know, it feels like every week we talk about in our previews of games like well the Packers are the better team on paper at some point paper like you rip up the piece of paper because it right. doesn't matter and the Packers have arguably been the better team on paper in all of their matchups like you could maybe argue that on like for offensive weapons yeah the Vikings get the nod but like on paper doesn't win you football games and we saw a very depleted Giants offense fly to London with like two starters on offense and get the job done against a defense that was, you know, being talked about as like a top five defense before the season started because of the guys they had on paper. So at some point, you know, you have to figure out where the disconnect is, if it's the execution, because the talent is there. Yeah. Right. Like they have the guys to get it done. So now you have to figure out why they're not getting it done, because when the Packers yeah. are a, a worse team on paper, which we haven't seen, you know, in, in the last couple seasons, it feels like they play tougher. It's almost like there's some disconnect of like, I don't know, it, it's not playing down to your opponent, but there's something happening where they just, they can't get out of their own way. Yeah, I don't, I think, honestly, I, I think that the offense and Matt LaFleur in 12 will figure it out, right? I, I do still think that because we've seen glimpses of it. They haven't played a full four quarters on that side of the ball, but the blueprint for me when I'm watching them is there. They just have to find a way to execute on it at all times. For me, what I think the problem is with the defense, and this is what I've been thinking about for probably the last couple of games, actually probably the whole season Viking game too, is like, I don't know if, I don't want to blame scheme because I'm not an expert enough on scheme and I don't actually want to put all the blame on Joe Barry because I think a lot of it is also execution by the guys. But I just don't know if these particular players are being put into positions that where they're going to play their best ball with what they're being asked to do. If that makes sense. Like yeah. our sec, the Packers secondary has three incredible cornerbacks who we know at least two of them can play press unbelievably well, right? Jair is probably one of the best Stokes showed us last season. He can, I think Razul is better in press too. He's being asked to do something new this season that he's never done before playing in the slot. I just don't think they're being put in positions to like fully bring out their best skill set. Like I watched Darius Slayton tear up Jair Alexander, some practice squad, nobody got a completion off him because Ja is playing like nine yards off the line. Like, I'm just like, why are they being, and I, I know that these are probably their assignments, right? They're not, Ja's not like, he's an aggressive guy. You saw him go in and shoulder tackle Saquon Barkley out of, out of the field of play. Like, I don't think that this is like an aggression issue. I think it's a, what are you being asked to do right now issue? And it's not working. Yeah. And I mean, I think the frustrating part that you know fans have every right to to question is you know that we heard what the Packers the coordinators had to say after the Vikings loss and we said like hey maybe you know there were some things that you could have tried and understandably you can't just change your entire scheme mid-game but it's just it's the repetitive nature of we're making the same mistakes over and over again and it's I think you know friend of the show Joey the Jaguar said it best on Twitter when he said did we just rehire Mike Patton with hair like the the idea that they're playing so far off ball which has been a problem for them you know off the line of scrimmage I want to see Rasul on the boundary I want to see Jair in the slot Keyshawn Nixon had a really fantastic game in the slot when Jair was out. Like you yeah. need to find ways to put your guys in positions to be successful. And 
if I, you know, I think they're trying to get Quay Walker on the field a lot and he's very ethnic. He deserves to be on the field for a lot of it, but some of it just feels forced. Like these packages feel forced because they have this idea of like who their best 11 should be or who's, you know, most deserving of being on the field. And I think they're not subbing in guys like they, they normally would be. And I just, I just want to see them experiment a little bit and put their guys in better positions. I'm, and I'm sick of the crossers on, I, we could, we could do the whole show talking about the crossers, but I don't want to go there. I saw your eyes like roll back. It's 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 what you're saying though. It's, it's the same mistakes have been made now for the entire season. So at one point, are you going to make adjustments? You've been getting gashed all season on crossers. What are you going to do about it now? Because you're also about to play much better offenses. Look at who they have down the line. This is the easy stretch quote, 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 easy. Like you've got the bills, you've got the undefeated Eagles coming up. Like you've got teams. <laughs> you're going to have to play the Vikings again. Like you're going to have to figure this out. So I agree with you. I think to add to the, to the frustrations, that's another one for me. It's just the repetitive nature of the mistakes. If every week a new challenge arises that for whatever reason you couldn't rise to that occasion. Okay, fine. You go back, you watch the tape. You try to fix it for next week, right? But it's the same thing over and over again. And you can say that about the offense too. It's the same issues. Run game works. The quick passing game works. The slants, whatever. Rogers attacking the middle field, all that working. You know what doesn't work? The weird ass 20 plus yard shot plays to the boundary. They're not working. You know what also doesn't work? When Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon don't get the ball. And then, and it's the same thing every week. And I listened to Matt's presser today, Matt LaFleur, and I do, I love his accountability. And I, I do love that he takes it for everyone, which I think he should as a head coach. But he also says the same thing. Yeah. Every week after this happens, it's not acceptable that our running backs don't touch the ball, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, if you know this, why isn't it changing in game? Yeah. I mean, we talked about it after after week one, right? Like the blueprint was there. Like this is what you need to do to execute on this defense. And the same is true of the offense. And I, I've been thinking about this a lot since the game ended. And it reminded me, as stupid as the sounds, of writing my undergrad thesis. And it's don't <laughs> let perfect be the enemy of good. And I think sometimes the Matt LaFleur scheme and Aaron Rodgers, they want to be perfect and they get away from the things that are working. And I remember writing my thesis and I didn't even proofread it because I was so sick of writing it that I submitted it and I still got an A on it. And that was my lesson to not go back and keep nitpicking and changing words and tweaking things in it. And I think that's the LaFleur scheme summed up right now is that they're trying to be perfect and they're trying to execute And some of the shots and the things just aren't there yet. And I think they will get there, but you have to be good before you can be great. And you have to crawl before you can walk. And this is a brand new offense without Devante. And as much as we want to say that it's not brand new, there's a lot of, there's a learning curve here and there's going to be, and they're trying to just like escalate and elevate and, and get beyond the scope of things. And they need to just, just be good right now. Don't be perfect. Be good. I think you just hit the nail on the head. I love that analogy because it's true. And it's almost like as soon as things are clicking, right? You saw a first half where things weren't working. It looked great. And then you come in the second half and it's like, why not go back to everything that's working? And I'm not saying don't take shots down the field if you see them, right? Like there are moments, you're right, they haven't been hitting on them, which makes it a little bit harder to stomach. But if it's not working, 
don't do it again on second down and then again on third down when your defense just spent the entire like six to seven minutes on the field on a 10 12 yard a 10 12 play drive by the giants they're tired just move the chains that one shot play didn't work just go back to the fundamentals of what works for this offense and just move the chains and just win you could win games like that and i don't think I don't think that this is a Rogers ego thing. Like, I don't think he really cares about his stats anymore. I don't think he really cares about these big pass plays because he's getting, they're getting explosive plays. They're just not coming from these boundary shots. They're coming from attacking the middle of the field. So if what you're looking for is big explosive plays, do the things that are working. Um, yeah. And, and it's just different, right? Like what worked with Devante is not going to work with Alan Lazard. Randall Cobb is gashing defenses, but he plays a different style of ball than Lazard or Watson or Sammy Watkins. Like all these guys have different skill sets and the offense works seamlessly when you utilize all of them the way that you're supposed to be utilizing them. Like, like the Christian Watson um, end around that ended up, you know, setting up the Mercedes Lewis touchdown, like, that's what this offense is. Yeah. It's the different looks that set up all of your different options to all of your different playmakers. So use it. And I think that that's kind of, you know, the sticking point is we see it. And I, I do, I agree with you. I think the offense will figure it out. I really do. I just, it's weird. Every week we come on this show and we talk about how anytime there's like a smidge of adversity, the Packers are like, we have to score 30 points on this drive. Yeah. It, it, it's just, it, that's not how the game works. So, you know, you have to play in the confines of your offense and just go for six or go for three each drive and put it together because, you know, sure, occasionally you'll hit, you know, a 60 yarder. If Christian Watson hits that week one, maybe we're talking about all these shot plays differently, but they haven't worked. So let's, let's do the thing that's been working. Yeah, it is true. Like, I think also, you know, 12 had Devontae where you're going to win in those one-on-ones probably more often than not. Like, I think I said last night on Pac-B, like 85% of the time, you don't have Devontae anymore, right? Lazard, big body, he should make those plays. He's not always going to. You're right. Cobb is the slot guy. He's not going to win on those. You hope that at some point Christian Watson and Romeo Dobbs will get there. I think that they can. I think they've proven that they can. Also, when 12 is missing throws, what are they supposed to do, right? Like, you've seen them be able to make some adjustments to him, but he's also not being the most accurate. So I, I just hope that Matt kind of comes back to this game and, like, really, really, really self-scouts, right? And also has a conversation with Rodgers saying – I know I give you a lot of freedom at the line of scrimmage. I know that we run a really heavy RPO-based offense, and it works a lot of the time. But sometimes you just got to run the ball. Like You really are just going to have to choose to run the ball. And I think the end of the game is the perfect example. And you got two, you need two yards. Why, why, why did you draft A.J. Dillon? Right? Like, why do you have these players? And – the whole conversation, I think, on Twitter over the last like 24 hours has been, well, well, if they stack the box, then you don't want to run the ball. I disagree with that. Like Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon are averaging like five yards a carry. Who cares if it's an eight-man box? First of all, find a way to get them around the players because they do that really well. Or just test it to see how many yards they get because they're proving to you that they can gain yards after contact really well. So 
Who cares if it's an eight-man box? They still gave the ball to Saquon Barkley when the Packers stacked the box. And if you get through, you've seen what Aaron Jones can do, how what the vision that he has, his ability to cut. You, Aaron Jones miss it, you know, gets a guy to miss a tackle in an eight-man box. Guess what? It's open field. So I, I'm not like advocating for this team to be just like simply a run first offense because I do understand that balance is incredibly necessary and the Packers have shown glimpses of a really nice passing game but the pass game isn't there yet so just like lean on lean on the run lean on your backs that are playing really really well and I think part of it too I saw I, I wish I remember who exactly said it because it was such a good point but it's you know the way that the Packers offense plays it lets the defense dictate how they're running their offense. And you just can't do that. That makes no sense. You have Aaron Rodgers. You have, like you said, two of the best backs in the NFL. Who cares if they're showing you an eight-man box? Who cares if they're playing, like, whatever they're playing, cover zero, whatever it is, run the offense that you want to run and make the defense adjust. Don't let the defense make your offense adjust because clearly it gets a rhythm. The scheme is set up a certain way. And then they they lose what's working for them and they stop running the things that were working because they're it's like they're in their head about like, okay, well, the defense is giving us this look. So we have to go to this one coverage beater. Your offense is designed to have so many different coverage beaters, like pull something else out of the bag of tricks, Matt. We know that your bag is, you know, you've got plays for every single player on that offense. So I want to see what some of that stuff is. And I think that's we keep going back to the same like I think the offense will figure it out. And I do. But it's it's like you're saying, we're in now week six of the season, and the Jets just put up 40 points on the Dolphins. And yes, obviously, they didn't have two of playing. Teddy got hurt right away. Whatever the case may be, you're playing against teams. Like, there's no layups in the NFL. So at some point, you have to figure it out. And until you figure out the passing game and have it look the way that you want it to, give it to the guys that are making the offense go. Yeah. Because once the run game is successful – it makes the pass like it opens up everything else for your offense. Like it's such a marriage between the two things. And I just, I don't know. It, it sucks that we're still having this conversation going into week six. Yeah. And look, I, I get it. If they hit on one, it just one of those deep shots, like we probably look at this differently. So I understand like the perspective of, well, one of the guys has to make a play or we liked the look that we saw, you know, Aaron loves single high one-on-one Right. He's going to throw it to those guys any day now. But I I don't know. I I also like I know Christian Watson came out of the game early, but I'd like to see them start using him as an actual wide receiver. Wouldn't that be nice? I I don't know if anyone else feels this way. Look, I, I get that he had a very limited camp. He didn't play in preseason. Let the guy run some routes. I, I, I don't know. I, I, Am I crazy? Like, I get that, like, the jet sweeps, the end rounds are fun. He got a touchdown off one. Cool. But, like, can we let the guy run some routes? Yeah, I I don't understand. And if you're talking about, you know, Aaron Jones can can run an end around. Like, Sammy Watkins had, was, he had the ability to do it. Romeo Dobbs did it in the preseason. Like, there's guys that can do it. It doesn't have to be Christian Watson's role. Amari Rodgers, who I know nobody wants to see the field right now, but, like... You, it's, he doesn't have to be Randall Cobb has done it in the past. Like that's, it goes back to the versatility thing. And it's like, I think, I think sometimes the Packers almost like pigeonhole themselves 
like there's there's a thing they want to do and they get so laser focused with the blinders on Mm -hmm. to execute this one specific thing and when you take those specific things away that's when you know we call it the hero ball but i think it's just it's just playing outside of the scheme and that's when they start to try and force things so just and i like what's the solution you said, like, you know, do you have LaFleur and Roger sit down and say, hey, you know, I know LaFleur joked at his presser today, like, would you have slept if you played that way? Like, you know, I'm sure he watched the tape and these guys are hypercritical, but at some point being hypercritical only does so much for you. Like, then you have to you have to make the adjustments. And I just feel like we have the same conversation where the, the in-game adjustments don't happen the way that we want them to. This team has yet to play four complete quarters of football. <laughs> I think they've played two good quarters in every game. Yeah, it's true. 2400 Sports is an Odyssey company.